0: Hardys and hardos. What's up? Fantasy special. Once again, we had a crazy weekend. I mean, you had Justin Fields going off for, what, 42 fantasy points. Joe Mixon had Joe five Mixon touchdowns. Joe 50? 50. 50. It was like 55 for full PPR. Yeah. That is insane to think about. Five touchdowns, 200 yards. I mean, that's that's up there for most some of the most fantasy points ever in a game, honestly. and. For the way Joe Mixon's been struggling to see him do that. That was nuts. So there was other. We could go on and on about all the, the crazy stat lines from this past week. But let's just jump right into it, Spinny Waivers. We're going to run with waivers again this week. Uh, I'll start it off with more of a fringe guy. Not sure how much impact he will make. And that's that's OBJ. As reports heat up here about him uh, potentially being cleared full activity by the end of this week even. Um, this is the time to go pick him up. He's already owned in 42% of leagues, at least on Sleeper. And his fancy impact will obviously be tied to whatever team he signs with. So, you know, if he signs with the Bills or the Chiefs, a high-explosive offense, uh, you would love that. But, you know, if he gets signed to a team that, you know, is hoping to make a late-season push like the Packers or the Rams or something like that, might not be very good. We'll see. But, I mean, he's worth a pickup right? You know, he might not play until the playoffs, but if the, you have the chance to have OBJ on a talented team during fancy playoffs, you might as well take that opportunity. So pick him up this week before you lose out.
1: Yep. OBJ, he's, he's gotta be on the team, right? It's too much talent. There's too much offensive. What? Crappiness. I don't know. I don't know the words. Yeah. Use, but there's too I mean, many bad offenses in the league right now to, have OBJ is not playing on the team. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Absolutely. my first one is a guy I've had before on this segment, and he is a tight end. He scored a touchdown last week. He was tight end four last week. That's Kate Otten. When Brady went and the Bucks went to the hurry up late in the game, which can can we just run the hurry up the whole game? Or what? Seriously? Or, Seriously, or is, is that not a thing? Because like. If Brady can't do it or whatever, he's 45, I get it, but like if they could run the hurry up the whole game, their offense would actually be effective. It's like, yeah, their regular offense cow.
0: has been brutal this year when they're just running their, you know, their regular pace. Yeah.
1: So every time but they pick it up, things click. Their two minute offense is great every time. So it's yeah. Like, can we just run it? I don't know. Anyways, K dotten Brady seemed like in the red zone, especially he really was liking to go to him. Six targets, five the week before that, five the week before that. So either way, Brady Brady is looking his way about the same amount, and he's starting to get more red zone targets as well. Got his first touchdown last week. I think that's something that could continue. Again, this man's only on 20% of leagues, So a lot of leagues where you're trying to find a tight end at this point, you got a great team, you're pushing to the playoffs, but your tight end is Getting you two and a half points a week. Welcome to a guy that could at least every other week get you closer to ten.
0: Yeah, I like K Dot, and I I'm glad you re reiterated him this week because, like you said, he he had a great game this past weekend. Tom Brady, obviously, with you know Gronk, that's a little different situation, but he's historically loved to throw to his tight ends. So uh, this is this is definitely a good pickup. Terrace Marshall is my next waiver target. Uh, I would say he is only a target for your deeper leagues, 12 team, 12 and 14 teams. Uh, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't consider him at this point in 10 team leagues or anything under 12. I should say, uh, he has had 86, 93 and 92% snap count in these three games since Robbie Anderson was traded. So he is, he's clearly WR two on the Panthers. Uh, Again, that's why I say he's he's more of your deeper deeper leagues target. Given you know he plays on the freaking Panthers, um, but he's had ten point seven and twelve point eight fantasy points these last two weeks, so double digits his last two weeks. Uh, one with PJ Walker, the other with Baker Mayfield. So it's good that he's um, showing some chemistry with either quarterback. Uh, since we don't really know who's going to be starting going forward, um, so yeah, deeper leagues you need some wide receiver help. This has got a target. He's only owned in twelve
1: percent of leagues. I like that. I like that. I am gonna go to a if you're like me and you got a bunch of Matt Stafford stock right now and you're hating your life, um, if you're if you're in that club, which I think some of us are, there's a guy who's available, only rostered in forty one percent of leagues and only started in twenty two percent of leagues, so it's a guy you could low on the low key target, Q B twelve, so in your twelve team leagues especially a guy that gets you points, especially on your quarterback's bye weeks, if not as a starter instead of Stafford or some of the lower-end guys you got, and that is Marcus Mariota. He is QB 12 still. Um, he has scored – last week he only scored seven. But, again, the next four weeks he plays against bottom 10 fantasy defenses against quarterbacks. Carolina, Chicago, Washington, and Pittsburgh are the next four games uh, for them. So – that is the schedule you like, and that's the point scoring that you like over the time to make it into the fantasy playoff.
0: Yeah, I like that one. Uh, essentially the same same type of player would be like Daniel Jones. He's only owned in about 40-some percent of leagues. They're essentially the same type of guy. You know, run first, give you rushing value, in eh, in passing. But I mean, yeah, those are definitely guys to target, especially if you're dealing with the Matt Stafford situation like Spinney over here. Oh. just sigh it's all you can do at this point of the season my last waiver target honestly this is a guy i wouldn't even recommend picking up this week but definitely put him on your watch list and potentially pick him up after this upcoming week and that is samari tour i don't even know i could have butchered both his first and last name there he is literally owned in zero percent of leagues it doesn't even register as a percent right now he didn't even see a snap for the packers He's a Packers rookie receiver, for those that don't know. He didn't see a snap until week seven. Uh, he had four targets these last two weeks, which equaled 10.2 fancy points in week eight. 4.4 only this last week. But for those that watch the game, you, you saw that Rodgers underthrew him on a wide open uh, touchdown route, deep route. So he could have had over 10 points again last week. In fact, should have. So two weeks in a row with over double digits. You know, he's starting to play. Romeo Dobbs is now out for you know, at least four weeks. He got a high ankle sprain, so he's out at least four weeks. And you got the other guys, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb, who have all three of them have, have battled injuries this year. So not a healthy wide receiver core. Uh, rookie s- receiver who seems to be getting all the the deep threat routes now for the Packers, this is a guy to uh, keep on your watch list going forward.
1: I like that. I like that. So I think that'll that'll wrap up our uh, waiver pickup segment, and uh, now we'll jump to a buy or sell. So we'll each throw a guy out and uh, ask the other one to to see what they think, and then we'll we'll give our explanation. On them. So I'll, I'll let Buff go first.
0: Okay. So my my first guy here is Jamal Williams. Spinny buy or
1: sell? Oh, well, that's that's easy on a buy just because of touchdown production.
0: Totally yeah you're right he's rb 15 as we speak he's a buy for me as well he's started in 61 percent of leagues owned in only 85 percent for some reason he outsnapped deandre swift who played last week six 61 to 16 i'm not really sure why swift only got 16 percent of snaps but he it's clear that he's not fully healthy um and i would assume he's not going to be the rest of the season it's deandre swift He has missed how many games in his short career so far? I don't have any faith in this man staying healthy. Jamal, on the other hand, has stayed healthy all year. He has seen double-digit carries in every single game this year. Jamal Williams, every single game. DeAndre Swift, on the other hand, only once, and that was in week one. DeAndre Swift's carries in the five games he's played, 15, 5, 7, 5, and 2. So it even seems like Jamal Williams is the lead back, even when Swift plays. At least um, rushing the ball, obviously Swift gets a lot of receiving downs. But this is a guy you got to buy, especially if you have Swift. If you don't have Jamal Williams when you have Swift, you've probably been hurting so far this year. So target Jamal Williams going forward. He could uh, he could be huge here down the stretch.
1: I like that. I like that one a lot. And and yeah, he and especially like in your in your standard type leagues, like he's been getting all of the goal line carries Yeah. place essentially all of them that's something you're looking for we're going to go another NFC north running back for my first one and that's Aaron Jones
0: Aaron Jones this one's a little tougher for me um, i'm going to i'm going to say sell i think the packers offense is just something i don't really trust right now aaron jones is obviously a very talented player Uh, But he did get a little banged up this week, or this past week, I should say. There's rumors that, you know, he is in jeopardy of missing this upcoming week. Um, So especially if he actually does miss, you you might miss out on your opportunity to trade him. I also say sell because I'm a little biased. I did just sell him recently in one of my leagues. I would say go ahead and, and sell Jones if you're able to get. Um, an upgrade at receiver or something along those lines, or maybe you package Jones with a receiver to get a better running back, um, something along those lines. But yeah, I just, I just don't trust Packers offense. so I'm going to sell on Aaron Jones.
1: I went sell on Aaron Jones too, but I'm going to go sell high on Aaron Jones. So like yeah. Aaron Jones is a guy that if you can make an upgrade to a hundred percent RB one type player, with him and a better player or a draft pick in like dynasty format leagues. That's what you're looking to do right now. He is still an R B one. He is the R B ten right now. So he is the tenth best running back in points scored so far this season. So that's a player you can offer and be like, here's the deal. This man split up points consistently. But again, like you said, he's he's got some injury concerns. He's questionable. It says should be able to play, but with how the Packers backfield is, if one running, one of the two of them is more healthy, they're going to get 75% of touches. And so I think, I think if you have AJ Dillon, you're loving your life right now um, for these next week or two, but I would say selling Aaron Jones, but make sure you're getting the right price because he's definitely not something you should sell on the wall.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm glad you said that. That's essentially what I was getting at. My next guy, Garrett Wilson.
1: sell, right? I mean, I feel like Jets, I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't know. My gut reaction says sell. I have no Garrett Wilson stock, so I have no idea how he's even doing, but I'm going to say sell.
0: My actual reaction, Garrett Wilson, he's WR24, so higher end WR3 right now, owned in 79% of leagues, started in only 49. I'm buying him. Right now, he has had 14 and a half points and 13.9 in these last two weeks. Stat line is six catches, 115 yards, and eight catches for 92 yards. He's been, uh, he's become the clear lead wide receiver on this team. Uh, Elijah Moore, who came into this season as the number one receiver on the Jets, is benched given his um, reaction and, you know, crying about playing time and targets and things like that. They just straight up benched him. So he's not even playing now. So that, that obviously boosts Garrett Wilson's stock. And also the Brees Hall injury has caused the Jets to have to throw more. So, you know, no Brees Hall to hand it off to 20 times now. You're going to have to throw it, get your other playmakers involved. So I'm buying because I think this is a guy you can buy on the low. I would obviously not overpay for a Jets receiver, but this is a guy you can definitely buy on the low. And I feel like if someone had him, they'd be willing to trade him for sure.
1: All right. I like that. I I, I can get behind Matt. Um, next guy for me is Brandon Ayuk.
0: Brandon Ayuk. I guess this is kind of, I'm in the same boat with Ayuk as you were with Wilson. I don't have any stock in Ayuk in any league. So I'm not really sure how he's been doing. I know he had a good game recently. I'm just going to go sell given just the ridiculous amount of elite options they have on their team. In Debo Kittle and CMC, um, those three lead options. That's a lot of mouths to feed, but I'm pretty sure
1: Debo's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, Debo's hurt. Got a chance to play this week, though. It's kind of in the air still. I'm going again. Same kind of deal. I just I just said um, with Aaron Jones, and that's so high. I think this is a guy who is RB is WR twenty one in half in half PPR leagues, which. He's somebody that is definitely startable in your flex spot, that's for sure. He has been WR3, WR24, and WR10 the last three weeks. So, these have been the best three weeks of the season. Before that, his highest ranking on a week was WR34. The first five weeks of the season, that was his highest. Um, so, I think this is a guy, again, you want to sell high, coming off a of buy, try to try to use him to get a real like star-type receiver, and that's, that's the type of thing you should be looking to do with him or running back real the biggest upgrade that you need for your team package him and and some other things together so i I at sell but if you can buy him on the cheap that is also something that you could go that way as well trying to get him for one of your bench guys if, if somebody's done with him
0: yeah I can get behind that he he is a nice uh depth piece for your bench that's for sure my next thing i'm gonna throw out there gabe davis
1: gabe davis by Bills offense come on really yep buying him up
0: okay i'm taking a spinny approach for gabe davis here selling him but only high only selling gabe davis high unless you can get a clear upgrade at wide receiver i wouldn't sell him but given his lack of production thus far this is a guy you definitely can sell. He's been volatile so far, meaning um, he's up and down all season. He's WR37. He was he started in 75% of leagues. He's had two catches for 33 yards and two catches for 35 yards these past two weeks. And what sucks about these last two weeks is you got Jair Alexander two weeks ago when they played the Packers. You know, Sh- Shadowy and Diggs essentially all game. And you have last week sauce Gardner on digs, essentially all game two. And, and Gabe Davis still wasn't really able to get anything going. So that that's kind of concerning for me, even the lack of targets I think he only had four targets in both those games. So I'm not really sure why he's not getting involved, but this is a guy you have to sell high on, even though he hasn't really produced because like Spain said, he's still on the bills. We know what he can do when he gets the the workload. We've already seen a 30 point game from him this year. We all know what the hell he did last year in the playoffs. Against the Chiefs, two hundred yards, three tutties. So this is definitely a guy that can and put put up points and 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 go off any given week. But uh, I'm selling high on Gabe Davis, honestly, right now.
1: Okay, I I can I, feel that, especially think... after the the drop of Allen's absolute bester I've ever seen at the end of that game and literally hit him between the one and the three. So
0: yep. uh,
1: that was tough looks as well for him. My next guy is Devin Singletary.
0: Devin Singletary, this is a tough one for me because even after trading for Naim Hines, Hines wasn't maybe could just be due to just getting traded, but he wasn't involved whatsoever, and Singletary was still the clear lead back. So it's always tough trading lead backs, but he hasn't really produced. So I'm going to say sell on <clears throat> Singletary. I'm just I'm just not sure what you will get for Singletary. I feel like a lot of people know. Uh, what Singletary is at this point of his career. And um, I don't have his number off the top, but I know for a fact he's not any higher than RB3. might even be an RB4. So uh, I'm selling on on Singletary. I'm just, yeah, I'm not sure what kind of value you'll get back for him.
1: He is ranked 28th overall running back right now. So low-end RB3. I went by for him because i think you can get him for almost nothing and so as especially teams that aren't deep at the running back position as you get to bye weeks and as you get to late season injuries i think he's a good player that again pretty much plays 75 percent of the snaps always has some receiving value has some touchdown value you don't want to start him right but as you get um later in the season especially in your flex spot it might be a an above average spot start option. And I think you can get him cheap enough that it could be worth that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's funny that I say sell when in the same league I just sold Aaron Jones, I I bought Devin Singletary to kind of correct losing that running back. So I did exactly what you just said. So that's kind of funny. My last guy I'm going to throw out, another running back for you, and that's Tony Pollard. Bye.
1: I like I like the Cowboys' offense. Do people value Pollard that much?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I really don't I know. Don't
1: think so? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't I haven't tried to trade for him much, but I would say no. They don't value him that much. Probably get him on the. I'm gonna go buy on Tony Pollard. Yeah.
0: I'm going to sell. He was. He's owned in 91% of leagues. He was started in 77% of leagues in week eight when Zeke was out. Uh, He's obviously coming off a career day. 14 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, By far, his best game he's ever had in his career. 36 fancy points. Awesome, right? So, I, I think this is just the perfect time to sell him. I mean, he's coming off his best game ever. Zeke is supposed to come back and play this week. You know, even though I think everyone in the world by now knows that Paul should be playing over Zeke but you know that the Cowboys are going to play and start Zeke. Zeke is still yeah. going to handle at least 50% of the snaps. So I think this is a guy you could you could get great value in return for if someone sees that 36 pointer and was like, "Hmm, you know, maybe they think Pollard is going to start being the lead back." But I just don't see it given Zeke's contract and what Jerry Jones has always been saying, uh, Zeke's going to stay yeah. involved and what I saw today, which is not does not bode well for Pollard. RB coach for the Cowboys he said he is capped at 30 plays, which I don't know why that's the case but Pollard is capped at 30 plays apparently they will not play him more than 30 times and that's oh. that stood true. go back to week eight you look at week eight he played 30 plays even with Zeke out he didn't play 31 he only played 30 uh, and he's never had 20 touches in a game either so there's those things just don't bode well and so yeah this is a guy. You should sell, but if you're not able to get great value for him, obviously keep him given um, he's still playable, even with Zeke, and then obviously uh, is maybe the most elite handcuff there is for when Zeke is out. So if you're going to sell Pollard, do it high. Make sure you get good value
1: for him in return. Do like you have that. any more? I, like I do have one more. Okay, um, <clears throat> DJ Moore. Oof.
0: Man, this one is. This is tough. I'm gonna go on a whim here and say bye with hopes that PJ Walker retains his starting job this week and keeps it. Uh, he has not shown. He didn't. I mean, last week he did nothing with Baker, and all the other games he's done nothing with Baker. He has shown no chemistry at all with Baker, so that scares me. But he has played really well with P.J. Walker as the quarterback. Uh, so I'm just going to say bye because this is obviously a guy you can get for the low, given he hasn't done jack shit yet this year. But if you could get him for the low low and P.J. Walker stays starting quarterback, he's he's absolutely a viable offense uh, option.
1: That's what you just made my argument. The man was W.R. 8 and W.R. 5 two of the last three weeks. When Baker came in there at the end of the Cincinnati game, he was WR50 and did absolutely nothing in the second half. So, WR50? Yeah. So, again, you see <laughs> that if Baker's a starter, Moore is a droppable, benchable player. But with P.J. Walker, again, I, I think he has some value. And I think Walker has shown this year that he can be a somewhat productive starter, or at least keep you more in games than Baker with keeping them. So I think Walker wins his job back. And I think DJ Moore is productive for that reason.
0: Awesome. I'm glad we agree there. Well, to finish off this episode, we're just going to do a little quick fun segment. And that's just fans football trivia. We'll just, uh, yeah,
1: and I'm going to beat you too.
0: We'll just quiz each other on a couple of random ass questions and, and then we'll get y'all on your way. Spinny. I'll let you ask me first. <clears throat> No, actually, you only have two questions, right? Yeah. I'll ask you first since I have three, though. Okay. My first question here. As we speak right now, who is the number one kicker and defense? Our little kicker, underappreciated.
1: Kicker, players. kicker Justin Tucker, defense, New England Patriots.
0: Yes, sir. Good job, Skinner. You know you're underappreciated, fancy guys here.
1: It's funny because you just ruined my second question. Which was which defense has the most fantasy points this season? Okay, well let me
0: let me throw out some other ones. I think I think two is the Cowboys.
1: Yep, that that is correct. I believe three. Mm,
0: I don't know three. Number two kicker, Jasons? No, not Jason. Myers
1: is it Jason Myers? Is that his name?
0: Seattle's kicker.
1: Is he number two?
0: And Nick Folk, Patriots kicker three. Fact check me. I'm almost positive. That's right.
1: We're looking. Can't do kickers in this league. I don't have kickers in this league. Hold on. Okay. Leaders. Kicker. Kicker leaders as follows. Nick Folk. Oh, sorry. This is just week nine. Please, please, Dylan, get your stats right here. Tucker, Myers, suck right. up, bulk, Carlson.
0: Ah, suck up. Is that a full? Yeah.
1: yeah. Damn it. By one point. All right. Pretty that cool. makes sense.
0: Defensive.
1: Yeah, Cowboys are definitely two. Eagles, Jack, Eagles, Bills. Jets,
0: Bills. I know. I mean, then, I think cards Cards are like six or seven.
1: Then it's Bucks, Niners, Ravens, Broncos. Oh, cards are they, 10. Cards are 10. Okay.
0: All right. Well, since I kind of ruined your said question, I'll ask you again. Uh, the last three weeks, weeks seven, eight, and nine, who is the number one scoring fantasy tight end? I'm gonna give you a TJ hint. Arkansas. TJ
1: Hawkinson.
0: TJ Hawkinson, that's a good guess. But it
1: is not him.
0: It is a NFC North tight end.
1: Cole Komet, huh?
0: Cole Komet is number one in fantasy points these last three weeks. Um are the Ravens on bye this week, I think. But yeah, so Andrews missed the game, missed the game this week. Kelsey's had a bye, so that's why those two guys aren't up there. But yeah, Cole Comet, Second is Jawan Johnson for the Saints. <laughs> That's why you need to, like Spinny said, you need to go pick up Kate Otten, because like yeah. this is this is what tight ends are in fantasy. We we've known this.
1: It's real this year's <laughs> really bad though, I feel like.
0: It is. I feel like, like it's worse than normal.
1: exceedingly bad. Yeah. Okay, my one and only question now. Of the current top five fantasy quarterbacks, which one has never been QB1 for a week this season?
0: Never been QB1 for a week. So we got... Allen, Burrow, Mahomes Lamar, Lamar and Ky- Kyler? Maybe? Actually, it might not even be Kyler. Hurts. It's Hurts. Um, so I think the answer is it's Hurts, isn't it? It
1: is Jalen Hurts. Jalen yeah. Hurts never QB1. Been in the top five, four times, but never made QB1. Because right. he started the year
0: getting like 20 to 26 points every single week. Um, so that's why I figured, was Mahomes QB1 this week? Because I know he had like 34 points.
1: I don't, I'm not positive, Um,
0: but obviously Lamar, Lamar had that 40 pointer, Burrow had a 40 pointer, like those guys obviously were QB1s at one point, Um, so yeah, I I thought it would definitely be Jalen Hurts, and I was correct, so my last question for you, Spinny, to finish off this episode, number one fantasy scorer, we're talking about trading for these guys down the stretch, right, fantasy scorer, score during the playoffs last week? Weeks 15, 16, and 17. By the way, if those aren't your three playoff weeks, your league is messed up. Your league needs to end in week 17, not week 18 or week 16. Week 17. Come on now. Spinny. who was the number one fantasy score during the playoffs last year? This is all players. Cooper Here's Cup. No. Wasn't even number one receiver. Hmm. All players, so
1: So that's the quarterback teams, most likely.
0: It's a quarterback. The top five were quarterbacks. And sixth was the first position player, which was a receiver. Brady? Nope. Rogers. You're close with Brady just because his last name starts with the same letter. Burrow? Burrow. Joe Burrow led all fantasy scores by even ten points. He had ten point lead over second. So he was huge on the stretch last year. Maybe he could repeat that effort and uh, win some win some of you guys your fancy league if you have Hopefully
1: him. not because I don't have him in any league. So, nope, no <laughs> no go for Joe this year.
0: Bo- bonus, Spinny. who was sixth? Who was the first position player? Or non-QB? Nope, it was
1: – Taylor?
0: Start NFL record for – or tied NFL record for most games in a row with eight catches.
1: Oh, oh, man, I should know that. Yeah, you're, you're drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, I am. Second-year player? Oh, Amon Ra.
0: Amon Ross, St. Brown. Yep, he was the highest regular position player last year during the playoffs. Well, that was fun. That was a fun little way to end the episode. That
1: was. Except you kind Go of ahead, drop comments. Fun, but... Yeah,
0: I mean, kind of sucks when we essentially have the same question so you, yeah. you basically only asked one question <laughs> yep tough for me tough for all of us and maridos <laughs> but
1: thank you for listening and uh let us know what you think
0: absolutely see y'all next week